a little bit sore, as I said to you off mic. I went kayaking yesterday Ooh, in the hot yes. sun. Yes, it was a warm one. It was a warm one. Um, but yeah, good to get out and about and see this fine city from the the water, from the river. Um, Put out some some nautical terms along the way. Did you? I bet everyone was pretty impressed oh, with that. Yeah, loving it. What was some of your best? Can't, oh, I'm on the land oh. now. Yeah, right. Not yeah, gonna. okay, sorry. If, if, you wanna, if you want nautical terms, we have to do an ocean episode. Okay. I'm not against that idea. Where are we? We are at Grape and Grain in Moorabba. Hmm. You're local? My local. How was your... Would you get up here anything exciting on the weekend? I went and saw 70s blues band Chain last night. The stage banter is pretty funny, like on a meta sort of level, because every, every banter they do is like... This is a song that Robert Johnson recorded in 1936 and then Chain recorded it two years later. Like, we're so old. <laughs> <laughs> LOL. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's <clears throat> basically a sit-down gig. We were, the only two lo- we were the only lunatics standing up in the corner, getting in everyone's way. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, youngest people in the, audio, in the crowd by about 25 years. So it right. was good fun, yeah. Cool. Uh, we're drinking paddles. Yeah, I couldn't decide, so we said give us everything. A lot of Sierra Nevada stuff on. Um, oh, it's just us two on the show today. Do we yeah, say that yet? Yeah, I don't no. think so. Uh, one of our guests pulled out and we couldn't get someone at short notice, so we thought we'll uh, come and drink a couple of paddles and... Why the hell not? And, and just shoot the breeze. Now, it's a lot of Sierra Nevada beers on our paddles. There's some sort of... they've had. Well, a I didn't realise, is it? Oh yeah, of course it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, so they've had a bit of a feature and we had some Sierra Nevada beers at the Tap House the other week. Oh, the Big Beer Bashers were there for. Um, I really enjoyed a lot of the ones that I had. And it's interesting, Sierra Nevada seemed to be having a bit of a push again. Yeah. Tap takeovers. I've heard rumours. There was a couple of ones that I really, really liked. Oh, there was the Kiwi Fruit Pilsner. Yeah, that was one of them. There was also a... uh, Was there a sour beer? Oh, yeah, some sort of sour saison, I think it was. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Uh, and then one of the ones that, that seemed to be the crowd, crowd favourite. Yeah, it was good. Oh, the coffee stout was fantastic. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, it is interesting that they are yeah bringing in those kind of beers into Australia at the moment uh, with increased competition into the country. And I, I don't think I can announce it yet, but stay tuned for some big Sierra Nevada um, good beer week stuff happening. Hopefully, that's not too lo- too much info. Sorry, good beer week team, if I've broken any embargoes. Speaking of good beer week. The Good Beer Week Gala is coming up mm-hmm. uh, here in Melbourne, which is kind of the launch of the Good Beer Week program. I'll be there. I think I'm doing some wrangling of people for the masterclasses. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to be teaching a masterclass. Nice. I think I'm going to do it on lager. Like it. Yeah. So if you're there, come along and, and I might get maybe um, a friend Blackman from Blackman's around. Yep. Get him to share some stories of, of lager. Sounds like an interesting, uh, interesting topic. Yeah, and speaking of Good Beer Week, uh, I've seen a lot of news. Oh, sorry, a lot of secret uh, embargoed information about Good Beer Week, and so there's some really exciting things happening. Um, I've heard a few venues aren't that are traditionally doing Good Beer Week things aren't doing anything this year. Namely, uh, I'm not sure if I can say yet. Okay. Uh, again, I'm not sure what what information is okay to be public or not. I guess if they're not doing something, I don't know. I don't want to overstep my mark. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but yeah, it looks shaping up to be an interesting good beer week with a few differences from previous years. Yeah, it's been a really well-organized event in the sense that they've gone big from day one, but they've still managed to make a better festival every year so far. So um, it's pretty pretty impressive. Yeah, without the with these venues that aren't doing it, 
I don't think it's going to detract from the festival yeah, at all. Yeah, sure. Well, so because we don't have a guest, should we just kind of run through some... Why the hell not? We'll just... Got a big uh, list and maybe take a break halfway through. Great, let's do it. All right. Uh, my first thing is about Mountain Goat. Okay. Uh, big story up on Good Bear Hunting about Mountain Goat. Um, if you haven't read it, it'd be nice if you did. Took me a long time to write. Um, I also wrote about them for... Not just a, like, just took a long time to plan and wrangle yeah, yeah, yeah. and that sort of stuff. So a lot of work went into it. Uh, I also wrote about Mountain Goat for... Good, uh, Beer and Brewer? No, no. Broadsheet. Broadsheet. Uh, they did the Hop Hash IPA as well. Yeah, right. Uh, which I didn't actually taste, but the Hop Hash ingredient looks pretty fun. Did you read about that? Yeah. Well, we oh, talked we spoke to about um, last week, Dan, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Dan Dainton, yeah. Um, and there's a couple other beers popped up since then with Hop Hash. Um, yeah, all right. It's an interesting product anyway. I'm keen to try it. Speaking of, of Mountain Goat, uh, Will from Crafty Pint wrote a good piece about AJ from... AG, sorry. AG? From uh, yeah, right. Mornington. I did see that, actually. Uh, that, was, was, that was a great piece. Yeah, and uh, he started at Mountain Goat, or spent some time at Mountain Goat. So many did. So many did, and one of the things that came up after that Good Bear Hunting piece was uh, Chris from Slow Bear here in Melbourne. He actually applied for the sales rep job that Tom Delmont got. It's one of those like sliding doors moments, yeah, hey? Yeah, so if, if he had have got that, Slow beer probably wouldn't have opened, which was probably our formative shop. Yep. Uh, you know, that was the the shop definitely early on, and still still very 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 popular. Uh, and James from Crafty Pint was introduced f- to Mountain Goat through. Well, introduced in t- you introduced a good Australian beer. Yeah, to Tom yeah. Delmont, yeah. Uh, playing for the Mountain Goat cricket team or indoor soccer oh, or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, interesting little sort of side parallel there. Yeah, and fixation as well. You don't yeah, know. Yeah. You don't know what Tommy would have done. So yeah. yeah, he might still be in a government job. True, um, studying insects. So yeah, small world. Who I guess. who small knows world? what's no. gonna sliding doors? Yeah, who was in that movie? Dido. No, I'm kidding. That does. Yeah, she right. had the theme song. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, it looks sounds like a Gwyneth Paltrow sort of movie. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Gwyneth Paltrow and Gwyneth Paltrow in Sliding Doors. <laughs> I also visited two new venues this week here in Melbourne. Um, Jimmy's Tap and Barrel in Ascot Vale. Uh, do you want to trade beers? Sure. That's the Proud Ale that you tried before, um, but I'm assuming you'll try it again. You can give that one back because I didn't have too much if you don't love it. Jimmy's Tap and Barrel uh, in Ascot Vale. What does Ascot Vale look like as a, a beer... Suburb. Not much, really? really. Right, okay. There's a couple of bits and pieces. So next door in Mooney Ponds is a couple of places. And I also went to Mooney Ponds and met a guy who's opening up a... He's got a, a bottle shop and he's opening up a bar with, I think, 12 taps. Cool. That's going to be Penny Young. Um, That's kind of interesting because Mooney Ponds like isn't far away, but it's kind of... It's kind of forgotten a little yeah, bit. Yeah. yeah, so both of them are really easy for me to get to, but they're both really good... good Places the one in Mooney Pond is going to be it's a wee way off from being complete, but um, Jimmy's Tap and Barrel just felt like a really nice local pub that happened to have really interesting beer. Uh, he's also a wrestler. He's uh, a wrestler. What sort of wrestling? Like you know, top rope, steel chair. Uh, he was preparing for a match with uh, it was some sort of hardcore death match. So there's going to be cinder blocks involved. Is that a totally like underground scene? No. Is it really? Well, I mean, what do you mean by underground? Where, I've never seen anything advertising it, telling me, I don't know where how I would go to see it. Uh, this one's going to be in Sunshine. So there's sort of more in outer suburbs. Yeah. and There's a few. Is he a monster? No. 
Okay. Not, he's uh, he can't really. He's not really good at suplexes because of his height. He told me. So I don't know what a, a suplex is or what. The, he's, oh, so he's too short to yeah, do a suplex. Yeah. What's a suplex? Uh probably needs visual aids. Okay. Well, uh, YouTube it, listener and Dave. All right. I'll show you enough. after the podcast. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, really, really nice pub, and it's good to see sort of. What's sort of like the what's the food vibes going on? Uh, around there, you're gonna get a kebab. You're gonna get a. Oh, no, but I mean, like, are they doing anything? No, there? not at the moment. Okay. So. The one in Mooney Pond will be to do food uh-huh. as well, but yeah. That sounds pretty fun. Yeah. Fun just to see like good intention, new venues coming up. Definitely. Oh, I also went to White Rabbit this week. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, hashtag invite. Um, man, I really enjoyed it. It was uh, a dinner with some wine and, and beer and they bottled, they've just bottled their Grand Cru, which is a 100% barreled version of... The, the sour red, red yeah. Um, sour red was tasting more Flandersy than I've ever tasted it, like um, closer to a Rodenbuck than than it ever has been. Which and is then fun. The yeah. Grand Cru version was like. Well, we tasted that when we were up there, um, a version of that, and it was um, pretty goddamn delicious then. So. Um, and there were there were magnums of that floating around, uh, and yeah, I was so impressed with the food. It was delicious. Uh, I didn't think it was sort of not their normal food, obviously, but it was really really well done and the. the Every, all the beers were tasting just just really good. And Jeremy was looking fresh with his fresh haircut. Yeah, and yep, beard. Yep. Um, tune into our podcast with him that we did a while back. Yeah, it was really good. Because um, really good insight to what they're doing. And even though, you know, whatever your opinion is on the, the big ownership and the move from Hillsville, seeing a brewer opening a magnum of a 100% barrel aged sour, um, it was pretty interesting yeah, and exciting to definitely. see his face when he's doing it. Yeah, really impressed. They've just bottled their Blinder Weiss as well. Oh, that's a good beer. Yeah. That's a really good beer. Yeah, we had a couple of them on entry and uh, I could have easily had a few more. Yeah, definitely. That's a great one. Also on the website, last I ran photos from our podcast. Yeah. Put some of them up. Have a look at what, what Costa has hiding in barrels. Yeah, it sort of like, sort of makes you, uh, when you see it, you sort of go, wow, this guy's working on so much more than he's just putting out. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. There are a couple of, if you look closely at the barrels, you'll see a couple of chalk writing, um, which I don't think I was supposed to display here, though, but yeah. Um, Aber Awards. Oh, you've just made a face. Is it a good face or a bad um, face? It's an interested and bad face. Okay. Yeah. What I is it? I give you the opportunity to make the same. Uh, I don't know if I really want to play it off on mic. Yeah. First one I had, oh, honey and oxidized? It's <laughs> a lot of honey. Oh, that's very but then wait for the aftertaste. Oh, that's all unpleasant. Oh my lord! All what right. is that? Sorry, what were we? Um, so it's got honey in it. Oh yeah. Okay, we're gonna edit that little bit out, okay. but we'll come back with me saying so it's got honey in it. So you might have an idea what it was. Okay. Um, I guess so. Maybe it's supposed to taste honey. Oh yeah, but it's yeah. just a lot. I've like tastes, tastes like a mead blend from brewing with um honey and maple syrup to get any character. You got to use a shitload of it. So yeah. Christ knows how much they used in that. Yeah. Yeah. ABA Awards, AOBAs. What about them? Coming up. Are they? Yeah. You need to get your entries in. Oh, right. Of course. Cause um, for beer view. writers. Now, if people want to do the media one, I couldn't find the award thing. So you have to go through the online process um, and it's there somewhere. I can't remember exactly where it was, but go through I'm the I'm not the a fan of this brewery. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Get your awards in. You Just got anything so far? remind... Um, Remind anyone what the criteria for the media submissions are? Uh, five submissions, 50% of them have to be Australian, um, like Australian content. 
The look on your face right now. I'll give you the rest of that one because it might cleanse you a little bit. And I'll try this one a little and bit you more. You can try that one as well. This is live tasting. Yeah. We don't tell you what the beers are. Well, go jump in a lake. What is that? That is the double IPA. Oh my god, that's awful. Yeah, it's I don't not know how good. much we can leave into this. Oh, that is fucking awful. I All think right. you've got the winning paddle over there. I've got a whole bunch of losers over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Grab, grab one of mine, man. <laughs> get a refresher. Get a get a highlight. All right. Anyway, sorry. Let's get back on track. Uh, Ballarat. Yeah, it was one of the ones that I had to uh, chat about. All right. Tell us. Um, that's becoming... Um, uh, they're pushing to be the craft beer. Uh, pretty much the... Home of craft beer in Australia. How big? Uh, how big is Ballarat? It's the second biggest city in Victoria, so it's reasonable. Behind Melbourne, Melbourne. yeah. So it's bigger than Geelong, in population-wise, I think it is. Yeah, um, and yeah, they're getting a substantial uh, government grants to uh, open up what do they call it the craft beer center of excellence something like that yeah which yeah which is incl- which is going to be tied in with the Ballarat Uni who are the forefront of um, brewing education yeah they do in the they country do, I uh, imagine they're definitely I think one of the courses that people a lot of people do yeah so they're going to be tying in there um, educationally so they can sort of provide a bit more um, that's a much more happy face than I had with any of my beers um Yes, so uh, do you want to pick up the story now while I taste it? Yeah, yeah, and Brewer also opening up the OH. I think we talked about that last last week, the million dollar brewery, the brewery. So that's a lot of funding uh, going into Ballarat. Um, There's also, who's down there? Red Duck? No, Red Duck. Red Duck? Red Duck, yeah, Brian. I read another one like... Athletic Club. Yeah, Athletic Club and Brewery. one other one that escapes my mind at the moment as well. Oh, actually, that ties in with another one of our news items. Dollar Bill. Bl- oh, yeah. Brewing and Blending are down there, and they sent uh, us a sample, and I drank it. Sorry, Dave. Uh, what is this, by the way? Uh, that's the Sierra Nevada Schwartz beer. Yum. Yeah, it's fun, huh? Yummy. Yeah, yeah but you were enamored with that um, with that side of the head. What was the... Uh, so it's a... I think it's 18-month barrel-age spontaneous ferment cider, apple and pear cider. Uh, delicious, really funky aroma. Um, really sort of that you know, pear cider has a um, it's a compound. I can't remember what it is, but it doesn't quite ferment out. Yeah, right. um, so it always has kind of a taste, and that's sort of really present. Um, there's some Brettanomyces in there. And is it is it um, pear fruit? Pear and apple, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of sherbety, but dry, and just a lot of fun. And we just spotted a bottle in the fridge here. Or a few bottles in the fridge for sale here. Yeah, yeah. So it is around the place. I think um, from what we're talking to Mark that uh, owns the place here, and he was saying, uh, one of the, Liam, I think, was yeah, telling Liam. us that um, apparently they've been all over the place handing out samples. So yeah, hopefully yeah. you'll see it around a bit. Because it is like pretty staggeringly um, different to what you might expect. Yeah, yeah. And for a, for a first uh, bottle to be released, that kind of a beer is... Oh, sorry, that kind of a cider is, is a statement. Sort of like uh, it's reminiscent of the uh, start of um, Lasserone. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and a, a little bit about their branding. So they're called Dollar Bill and the the label looks like a dollar, like a dollar bill basically. But it's designed by a guy who does a lot of um, anniversary 
notes, so actual official sort of commemorative notes oh, I for see. The, the Australian Mint. So it's actually like it looks legit. It feels like there's How a bit fun. of texture to it. Um, yeah, super impressed with that. that. And um, again, it was a freebie, but Jesus, they know exactly the kind of thing I want to drink. Freebie, yeah. Uh, apologies for drinking it on, all on your Dave, but um, hey, man, it's available. I can get it. Uh, anything else about Ballarat? Uh, how do you think it's going to work? Like, is that a I lot like, for a company? It seems to be like... When I read the story, I read the Brews News story, and it's a $1.25 million project. $750,000 of that's being put in by the founder, and then there's a $500,000 grant from the government. To so this is the uni one, not Brew. No, the uni one, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, the Centre of Excellence or whatever. Um, I don't know, like... I just don't know. There's not. I mean, it's. It's. I don't think there's a heap of details about it yet. And I think the story is going to be in the details. Yeah. Because yeah. I know the Ballarat Uni already has a brewery um, that actually produces some pretty high quality beers uh, that I've heard anecdotally. Um, so I don't know, like, what the extra function of it is. If they're going to have labs there that are going to help with like um, uh, studying yeast or whatever, and. The, uh, the explanation just said that one of the um, directives is just to help small brewers. And I don't really know what that means. Yeah. So, like, it's just going to be... Uh, uh, yeah, uh, we know, I want to find out more. Oh, the other thing that struck me about it is it said it's creating 25 jobs. And I thought that was a pretty low number for a facility as big as it is being proposed. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we need to actually get some information yeah, and yeah, someone. Yeah, yeah, um, I just feel like... We need to find out more before we really think, like, study if it's going to be great or what we think about it, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, it, yeah, it, when there's big investment coming into to beer and brewing, um, yeah, interesting time. Yeah, definitely. Keep an eye on Ballarat, that's for sure. Yeah, they're looking to uh, make a statement, it looks like. What else have you got? You got anything over there? Uh, yeah, the Bintani Hop. Did you Ooh, ever look at that? Yeah, I've got that too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's pretty... It's a... Massive um, gesture from YCH over in Washington State. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what is that? What is it? They're the, the hop producers in, well, one of the bigger hop producers in um, in America, uh, and it's sort of an unprecedented task that they've done um, to uh, develop, pretty much on request, um, an experimental hop combination uh, with a. With a supplier, and that is Bintani here, uh, and they've been obviously given the first use of it, and they've given it to Richard Watkins, and I believe the d- the description of the combination it's five different hops um, bred into one, which oh, I, I think it's blended palletized into one. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, to I think it's it's supposed to be the big American hops, one uh, sort of like more under undertoned hop and then one experimental hop variety I believe yeah I can only imagine it's the sea hops something a little bit more mellow and then an experimental one because they were talking about big grapefruit pine aromas and that sort of screams of the US sort of hops Um, and I think Richard Watkins at Ben Spoke is making the first beer with it because I think that I think that is the hop it's the hop profile of Crankshaft so it could really like streamline his up his brewing of that particular beer. Um, so I think it's interesting. But the th- what what I was thinking when I was reading the story was there's so much art and science in playing with the quantities and the use of each hop. 
I don't know if it's going to be as useful as it might have been, but it'll be it'll simplify and lo- bring the costs down of brewing certain beers because you won't have to buy different hop varieties. You can just buy the one and not have any wastage or anything like that. Um, but I have a feeling the Fortnite hop, it's called. Um, uh, but I think what we'll see if it becomes more popular is there'll probably be a lot of Fortnite tasting beers yeah. coming out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I chatted to um, Phil from Bantani a while back when he, he talked about it. And he sort of said it was kind of designed for the Australian, you know, the Australian pale ale kind of thing. Um, so Pine's probably not the right. Like, so I'm surprised to see the pine descriptor. So yeah, maybe, definitely. Maybe my impression w- was slightly wrong. Um, Falconer's Flight was a blend that came up a while back, which was supposed to be get people through hop shortages. Right. You know, um, to sort of be that kind of cocktail. And that was great. There was a few beers with Falconer's Flight. In it. Yeah, I can't even remember the Mornington one. I think it was a single hop IPA with Fal- or an Amber maybe with Falconer's Flight. Yeah. Um, uh, I think Epic did one in New Zealand. I think I, I did a homebrew with one. It was probably yeah, my right. most successful homebrew. Oh, fair enough. Um, in the thing, in the article, did they talk about the competition for Fortnite? Yes. Okay. Which is pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah. What? Tell me about that. Oh, I didn't see all the details. You might be able to bring it up. It's, um, essentially, it's a Fortnite uh, trip to go to Portland, visit a hop farm there, I believe, and also go to the YCH. Um, I don't know the finer details of it, though. Um, and I think, yeah, so it's a Fortnite there and then a Fortnite in Germany, I think. Right. Uh, so if you're a brewer and you're using the hop, uh, you have to guess what hops have gone into the blend. Right. And if you can, you get this amazing trip, all expenses paid trip to But I think one of them is like an unnamed experimental hop. So yeah, so I don't know how that works. Pick the other ones, perhaps? Yeah. Anyway, um, if you're a brewer and you, you haven't heard of it, I'm sure... But that's pretty fun, though, hey? Yeah. yeah. What else you got? Uh, I had the... I don't know if you want to talk about it, but I sort of had a bit of a look at the um, Pacific Ale. Oh, yeah, I've got thing. that too. Do you want to have a chat well, about let's that? Let's take a break yeah, all right. and then let's talk about that. I also want to rubbish these beers as well. Yeah, we're back. We're back. Good. Hey, we've got new rechargeable batteries. How fancy. Well, no, they run down so quickly. Do they really? And I bet you there's so many people listening going, yeah, of course they do, you idiot. Rechargeables are rubbish, but... Yeah, well, they're responsible. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyway, I think rechargeable is going to get us through an episode. I'm surprised they get juiced down that much. Yeah, they juice down pretty hard. Wow. All right. It's a hard juice down going on here, baby. It's a uh, HJD. A HJD, yeah. free free beer name to anyone do it, brewing a hazy IPA. Yeah, especially if you use alkaline, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, you mentioned the Pacific Ale stash. Yeah, the uh, ongoing, I'd imagine, even once this this undercard battle is over, the main fight's still yet to be played, hey? Yeah, yeah. So Thunder Road and... Pacific and Stonewater Stone in court are over yeah. in in court over whether or not Pacific Ale is a beer style or a trademark thing. Um, Thunder Road won the initial court case. Um, Wild Yak in the meantime have come out with, sorry, Yak Ales CUB yeah. have come out with their own. Did you see that they own that? So CUB actually own the term Pacific Ale. Yes. So I don't really understand who Stonewater. What claim they have then? 
as much as I love Stone Water Pacific Ale and love Stone Water as a company. Uh, yes. Well, I guess it's almost like uh, squatters' rights. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They built this massive brand that's become so popular that, but like before any of this came up, yeah, it's like, well, we're Pacific Ale. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think about it all? Like, what do you think? Where, where do you land on this? Uh, I think it probably should be a trademark more than a beer style. Yeah. Um, so it should be a trademark battle because what's Pacific Ale stylistically? Yeah. It's an Australian pale, if anything. Yeah, but there's already there's plenty of conversation around what an Australian pale yeah, is, yeah, yeah. the whole Cooper's angle, so... Um, which isn't reminiscent of a Pacific Ale. So, um, yeah, I don't think that really washes that well. Yeah, I th- you're right. I don't think it is a style. I think people can be brewing a beer similar to that. So the reason that CUB owned Pacific in terms of beer is they bought... Pacific, Pacific Beverages yeah. as well as... Uh, Pacific O is the... Pacific O yeah. is a Mexican lager, very, very popular in Mexico. Is it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Um, that's like, you see that and Dos Equis, mm. as you imagine you would see Corona where you never see Corona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah what about Seoul? Where does that come into it? I don't think I ever saw Seoul there. Okay, yeah. interesting. It could be regional, but I never came across it. I remember being like a pre-beer geek days drinking soul thinking i was like you were the yeah like this is the underground shit man what a dick (laughs) (laughs) Um, i did that with bex ah yeah yeah yeah. i did that with a lot of pretty cool yeah Uh, kingfisher was at one Oh, because you had because you saw it in the indian restaurant no no like my boss when i worked on a bar um he got it in he's like oh kingfisher great i was like oh wow a slightly different tasting lager (laughs) awesome it's indian Uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting because if Thunder Road get past this particular stage, then they'll come against CB, which they've already had the legal issues in the past. They come to the boss level. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. It'll be the the main fight of the night. What are Stone and Wood getting out of this? They're not. They're defending. Yeah, but they've, they're appealing the decision because they were trying to register the trademark. Oh, okay, account. yeah, okay. but like Four Stone Wood, that beer is one of the biggest sellers in the craft, if not the biggest. I don't know how to do the math on that, but it's huge. Their brand is strong as shit. Um, even if tomorrow no one wants to drink craft beer, they've got such a good loyal following that they're always going to be there. What you know? What are they getting out of going through this? Like just. I think what they're getting is protection that they won't get a bunch of clones leveraging off their already great reputation. Because you've seen the Thunder Red one looks like Sony World Pacific. It does, yeah, yeah. Like it's it's pure. That's a tactic they've used, and they're trying to protect against that. Which yeah, it's their most valuable asset. Yeah, I don't know. Um, um, we haven't really done other than sort of anecdotally, we haven't done any Stone Wood content on the show. No. Um, because we hate them. No, it's not yeah. true at all. Yeah. <laughs> I really like, yeah. Um, so maybe we need to get them on and, and ask yeah, why. What to. they're getting out of that. That'd um, be really interesting, I think. I think they're going to be down in the next couple of weeks. Trying to do something else, eh? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. But that one will bubble on for a long time, I think. Any more thoughts on their legal stash? Um, what did I... What was I thinking earlier today? Uh, no, I think we covered it. 
Speaking of legal stouches, uh, Kona Brewing in the US are being sued because um, they are they are um, claiming. Well, it looks like it's brewed in Hawaii, but it's not brewed in Hawaii because they're the craft uh, beer what's alliance. The, um, what's the indication that makes it look like it's been brewed in Hawaii? It's got like hula girls on it and Hawaiian scenes and their Hawaiian brewery. And I don't yeah, actually okay. know the, the word. Okay, label. sure. Um, but the, the thing is, they're the craft. Brew Alliance. So that's Widmer, Red Hook, and Kona. And they come into Australia through um, Julie. We had her on the show. Yep. Um, the name of her distri- distribution company slips my mind. But, yes, yeah, so someone's suing them saying they thought they were... Well, I think someone's seen an opportunity to sue them. Right. Saying, we thought we were buying this and it's not. Um, and it's a complaint on behalf of Ohio, like the residents of Ohio. Okay, yeah. Um, and similar to that... Walmart are being sued by by private citizens as well for presenting beer in their stores as a craft beer collaboration with Trouble Brewing, um, which doesn't actually exist. Um, so they're kind of presenting this sort of fake narrative of, of their their brand. Um, what well, seems more serious than uh, that one? Kind of makes a bit yeah. more sense, but I mean, it, it is interesting. You know, in, in Australia, there are craft brewers that a contract brewing while putting a a town or a city on their label um, and not giving an indication they're a contract brewing. I, th- I can see the Kona thing. I can see, you know, you are misleading customers. Yeah, and no, I think under the um, the law in Australia, at least, if you're presenting your one thing from a place and you're not giving it, you know, you're not saying that you're actually not from that place, you are in breach of, um, I can't remember which, which regulation it is, ACCC something. Uh, it's so vague. A triple C something, mm. but um, yeah, like I know a lot of breweries in Australia are actually in breach of the the regulations in Australia because they're not transparent with that kind of a thing. It's really important, I think. I think like I'm fine with the proposition that you need that you people have suggested that uh, address of the brewery where the beer was made should be put on the mm. packaging. I got no issue with that at all. Just say brewed by our friends at Thingo. Because contract brewing is a totally legit exercise. We have no beef with contact brewing, and it's a shame that it. It's a shame that some places think they have to obscure where they're actually brewed when yeah. people don't really care. No, and people, a lot of people don't. Um, no, they don't think to look. It doesn't enter their mind when they're making a purchase. So, I think in like I think they just need to be transparent about it. Hear about this Trappist Planet that happened? Yes. Very exciting, name-wise. They're talking about... So, Trappist Planet, sorry. They found a new solar system if people miss the NASA news. And seven planets in there, and they're thinking about naming them after Trappist breweries. That's uh, fine. Yeah. I'm going to use this chance to plug my next... My other podcast, uh, Hypothetical Institute podcast, where we are talking about the conspiracy theory around that's come up around the Trappist planets. Uh, Hypothetical Institute, we talk about conspiracy theories. Uh, if, you like, yeah. if you like conspiracy theories and you like people that don't believe them but spend all their time reading about them, tune this in. This might be for you. There's my plug done. Uh, I'm also going to plug Wildflower Brewing. Who oh, Wildflower? Uh, new brewery bar opening up very soon in Sydney, uh, Marrickville. Oh, yeah. Topher is his name. We've met him before. He's an awesome dude. Really passionate about beer and, and brewing and, and wild fermentation, yeast, um, barrels, 
wine, uh, all the things we like. So yeah, support them. I'll put a link to his. Um, I'll put a link to the story on Brews News. Cool, good one. I got a freebie from Guinness this week. Mm, West Indian porter. Did yeah. you really go? It's good. What was the? What's the West Indian about it? Nothing. It's just. I don't know how accurate the story is, but it's you know, Guinness was shipping beer to the West Indies and they were using more hops and and whatever. Just tasted like a, a pretty good port porter. A little bit watery, but but roasty and and. Drinkable and lovely. Um, yeah, Emma and I shared a bottle, shared the bottle, and we loved it. Nice. And so, I, I guess I'm guessing Guinness are making a push into Australia because that was a bigger push, I guess. They must be have a decent, a decent foothold in here, wouldn't they? Well, I mean, a push in terms of their other products. Yeah, so that, that's coming out of their experimental brewery, um, which is I don't know, different, slightly different name. And so they doing sort of small batch stuff. They did like a nitro IPA. And they did a, uh, I think I've got a sour in the UK. Huh. So I got an email from the PR, and it's interestingly the same PR as Lion, Lion Nathan, or Lion, sorry, Lion. Um, so James Squire, Little Creatures. And that's brewed, they brew Guinness locally there. I think they brew it in Adelaide. And West End Brewery, I think, brew it. So I'm wondering if they're going through Lion Distro to make a push. Mm-hmm. And... When I got the email, I was like, hopefully it's that sour. It's a pretty funny email, though. Like, they they capitalise the word Guinness. Well, in the, I think that's how Guinness, like, written. But that's, does, that doesn't strike you as weird? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, okay. 100%. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got a little, a little bit of a love-hate with Guinness. Because uh, I respect it. What's your stance on Guinness? I think it's great. Like, a great brand in the sense that it's everywhere. And it's really, like ruins people's perception of what beer is i mean it's a weird outlier in beer in australia mm. like there's one there's yellow lager and then people that's what they drink people know about guinness yeah they might have it on saint patrick's day or whatever yeah it's like but outside that like not many people like are experimenting with it mm. but it's everywhere mm. um there's a, and it's nitro mm. uh and there's a lot of like nonsense around it which i kind of enjoy the yeah nonsense. yeah yeah um but i think it's important and good and i like the folklore about it well not the folklore the fact that it's brewed in so many different places that so many different outliers and mm. i want to try a nigerian guinness because yeah. apparently that's like a that's the, the highest rated one. yeah yeah so actually um it's interesting i tried to get an interview with the guinness people in australia to sort of clear up some of the myths and they it was the most arm's length interaction I've ever had. Like just, yeah, I got nothing out of them. Other than they, they do use, um, they call it syrup or essence, Guinness essence or something. So there is some sort of like reconstituting of wort um, from the original brewery. I think in all the products brewed in Australia and around the world, um, which I and I have an issue with. Cause it's like not really necessary though. I don't well, know. I think it's probably not necessary at all, but... They kind of say that, you know, it's to preserve the taste of, uh, was it, St. James Gate? Is that it? Yeah, whatever. But, like, they're just so cagey about it. And they keep the, around the marketing is so built around mythology that now that people want want information, it's hard to get the information. And I think people want information more than marketing. And I think you're right. Definitely. The the marketing's great. Yeah, Um, absolutely. Have you ever met, like, a Guinness person? Yeah, well, I mean, any every iteration of a Guinness person, yeah, like a Guinness person that will demand that you do the shamrock yeah, on the top, yeah, or yeah. Uh, or say that's a 
offensive if you do. Yeah, exactly. Like it's just that's why it's but part of the nonsense that yeah, I kind yeah. of enjoy though. Like everyone like just buys in so hard with whatever the first thing they hear about it is, yeah. and then that's how they is it they dictate the way they have their Guinness served forever. Yeah. I remember my one of my first girlfriends um, came around to visit me, and I was out. And my dad was my dad's always been a big Guinness man, a Guinnessman we call him, and he had got a new Guinness screensaver on the computer. So this probably gives the era where a new screensaver was exciting. Yeah, and he was just so pumped. And like when I came home, I'm like, oh, what are you up to? Luke, Luke, just wait, just wait here, wait. It's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna come soon. Watch this. Well, Watch like this. yeah, I, I got home and I'm like, what have you been up to? To my my girlfriend, and, and she's like. Oh, your dad just showed me the Guinness screensaver and his Guinness lighter and his Guinness T-shirt. Like, Guinness people were so proud of, of Guinness <laughs> things. so good. Yeah. I mean, like, imagine being able to create that sort of brand loyalty. That's exactly. amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, also, a guy that used to come into the pub, used to visit Holiday in my town, and he'd come into the pub, I think he'd always drink three pints of Guinness with, with his mum. She'd have a half. And she, uh, she was elderly. Uh, he'd smoke, I think, six cigarettes every time fold them like when he stubbed them out he'd fold them nicely in the in the thing always wearing a different guinness t-shirt had a guinness lighter um like you can't buy that kind of passion like that's, that's so, so great yeah. yeah i remember when i was like a 18 year old kid might have been 17 but let's just say for the sake of the story that was yeah. 18 um on saint patrick's day me and my mate from high school went to the local pub and we're like just give us two pints of guinness and we just like just choked it down, hating every sip <laughs> of it. We were just like, no, nah, but we're St. Patrick's Day, dude. High-fiving, we were there for probably two hours, drank one pint of Guinness, and we're like, gotta go. And then it somehow became a bit of a tradition for a few years, and we went to keep doing it. And I think by the last time we did it, we we, we were okay with Guinness. You we were, were enjoying right, yeah. the, the Guinness by the end of it. Um, that's funny. I Yeah, I choked down my fair share. It's not good. It's just like watery. Of, yeah, yeah. It's, it's watery. Have you like ever, there's a couple of packaged versions of it and one of it's the foreign export Guinness? Yeah, I think that's, that's the better one. Right, yeah. okay. So I wouldn't mind trying that yeah. maybe one day. Yeah, um, I, I would, yeah that's that's the, that's good. I enjoy that one. And the, and the West Indies Porter, as I said, was, was really good. It's coming into the country, uh, limited edition, 9,600 bottles. Yeah, so. and all, what's, what's the arbitrary number? Yeah, that is, yeah. yeah. They also on the press release. Oh, maybe they brewed ten thousand bottles and they gave away four hundred of them. Yeah, yeah that's maybe. probably yeah. In the press release, they said um, it's a ten hectare brewery, <laughs> uh, not hectolitre, and because their experimental brewery is hey, maybe definitely it's a 10 massive hectolitre. property. You never yeah. Know. Well, the actual property is nineteen hectolitre. Uh, nineteen hectare. Sorry, right. but the brewery yeah. is ten hectolitre, not hectare. Uh you know what I'm interested, keen to, to try? Yeah. I'm keen to try that Bigfoot because I hate Bigfoot. Oh, really? Until it gets to about five or six years old. How yeah. old's this one? Do we know? Well, I imagine it's a fresh one. Sierra Nevada Bigfoot. Yeah. Uh, I think I've got the vintage in my thingo. Oh, uh, the Bridge Road Creek? Yep. Lovely. So good. <laughs> I'm going up there next week. I'm pretty keen to have a look around. It's almost up there with Spontaneous Ferment Lambic with, with uh, cherries in it. Mm-hmm. Very, very complex. Mm. It's a lot going delicious, on. Yeah, yeah, really nice. Mm. I could, I could mess with that. Oh, we should, speaking we should of Lambic, try actually, and chat to Ben. At some yeah, stage, I've, yeah, I've mentioned it to him in the past, and we've never really been able to hard to time. pin, pin yeah. him down. Yeah. Um, Lambic labeling and Drie Fontanen. So a few breweries are calling their beers Lambic in, Mel- in Australia at the moment. 
don't. Some who should know better, yeah. Yep. Um, only because they don't actually fit the, the proper things. Uh, I think there's a blog post in that, so watch, but also watch the But some people that should know better. Yeah, definitely. It, yeah. Uh, anyway, um, so Three Fontanen, uh, or Three Fontanen, or Three Fountains. Three Fontaines. Yeah, Three yeah. Fontaines. They are redoing how they label... This hasn't actually been announced publicly yet. Uh, I don't think they listened, so I'm going to just do it. So they're going to start labeling the Alambic each year, each blend, each bottling is going to have a different name or a different thing. Because, you know, Lambic, say, Cantillon, Gers, it's quite variable product. So they're going to just in, uh, embrace that different profile for each bottling and say, yep, when we bottle this one in, in April, next April, it's going to be called this blend. The next one's going to be called a different thing. So everything's going to have a different name. So it's kind of... Hmm, I don't, I think I, I don't mind that, but I don't like it for the sense that someone like Cantillon, let's just like because they generate probably the most conversation about it. There's so much like legend and conversation that sparks up with different vintages of the same beer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So y- people know their years, they yeah, know what yeah. the characteristics were. Yeah. I think it, I don't know. I like that sort of folklore that builds. So I think with, but I mean, like, do what you want. So <laughs> I, mean, I think like I think with Three Fontaine. Fontaine and damn it, um, I think they're gonna keep calling. They get they get word in from other Lambic producers after they had a fire uh, a few years ago, so I think they're gonna call the ones they blend with other people's work the standard Gers, and then their own ones they're gonna right okay. name them different things. Uh, I'm not sure how it's gonna look, but and I think with those guys, when they released different blends, they get a lot of excitement around it. They don't have the cachet that Cantillon does. Yeah. So I think that is almost a marketing thing from their perspective of how we can get out there. But I if they're going to use like the existing work that they get in from other producers and keep that going? Yeah, yeah. A new series? Maybe yeah, that's fun, yeah. Right? yeah. Um, they've also just opened their um, their sort of tap house, tap room, uh, expanded it properly. Like it's been open for a while, but they are doing a lot more bottles there now and a lot more beers to drink in. Uh it is a much more desirable destination than Cantillon now. Wow. Because Cantillon is amazing. Don't get me wrong. If you're in Bel- you're in Brussels, go there. Stunning. But they've got about 30 or 40 different blends and things and vintages and stuff to drink in. Um, I think Dre Fontana is so criminally overlooked in Australia. Their bottles are on shelves everywhere while Cantillon gets snapped up. It's a shame. It's a shame. That's an early recommendation perhaps. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think I'm done. Yeah, I think that was all I had as well. Oh, I've got one more. Ooh, hello. What are you going to Chino Nest. They're opening up a brewery bar in America, in San Francisco. Huh. They're an interesting brewery. Yeah, they're like... I think when you... F- I don't know. When we came here, when we came into the scene, like, Slow Beer had Hiratino's Nest beers, and the, the good bottle shops did, and they sort of like... I feel like it was a common thought that everyone had was like, it's so cool. That's a Japanese brewery yeah, that yeah. they're like in the same conversation as these other ones. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. But I feel like um, that white was always pretty good. White, white's and the great, coffee stout was good. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember much more that they've done up besides that. Red, red rice ale was always pretty good. Okay. Uh, their labels are great. They are. I think that, but that then I feel like away. once that next step came along, they just fell away in interest yeah. levels. Yeah. I'd be interested to see how much they're selling here, whether they're selling the same amount here. Because you see I them don't in some really see them anymore. Yeah, like you see them in some restaurants, but not. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, Emma really loved the sweet stout when she first, um, when we were first kind of 
exploring craft beer, and, and that was her first stout love. Nice. Um, and I haven't seen it around for ages. I don't know. If I don't think I've brewery. ever seen it. Um, so yeah, they're an interesting brand, and so they're they're opening a brewery bar. I don't know if it's a a brewery as such, but it's a bar at least, a branded bar in in San Francisco. I wonder if they're getting their beers contract brewed somewhere locally because it seems yeah. like a weird thing to do. Ja- so Japanese tax law is about to change, I think. So one of the, the barriers in a lot of Asian countries is, is tax law around alcohol. Like I know it's the same in South Korea and Japan, and that's changing in Japan very soon, and that's going to open it up right. a lot more. And as we've seen with, with whiskey, you know, the Japanese love tasty, delicious, well-made product. You know, that's kind of a, a hallmark of the, the, the society is... Delicious food, yeah. So sure. it'll be interesting to see what happens as a result of that. Um, and they they love craft beer over there, so yeah. And I mean, San Fran's a bit of a hot spot for those sort of things. So yeah, yeah. Could be a good. Um, and the, good their branding's great. Like yeah. that'd pull me in if I didn't. If I knew beer a little bit and didn't know who they were, I'd look at that. The owl. I love owls. Be all over it. Yeah, I love an owl. Do you have anything else we can banter about, or do you want to take a break and do some recommendations? Uh, let's take a break. Have some wrecks. Welcome back. Um, recommendations. What do you want to start with? Uh, my top one's non-beer. Well, let's do beers first, then, eh? All right, cool. Um, I'll start with the Dainton Australian IPA that we had a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, nice. Uh, very clean, good hop. It was just a great beer. It was my probably beer of the day, I reckon, that we had over there. Uh, took a cannibal of it home. Enjoyed it thoroughly. If you're out there, I don't think it's getting packaged at this stage, is it? No. No. Just, so, just animals and so head down to the brewery and grab yourself a cannibal. It's really delicious. Hmm. You. Uh, Akasha from New South Wales. We've had their sales rep. Not sales rep. He's kind of a... He's a... Uh, yeah, he's a sales rep, I would have thought, didn't he? Slash partner. Beer ambassador. I don't know what people are called these days. Um, on the show a while ago, but their trade wins lager. Pretty good. Yeah, delicious. I that'd probably be the one that I angled towards if I was gonna if I saw like an Akasha tap takeover or whatever. Yeah, it was just re- like I'd had it on like after a few beers, and it was just exactly what I felt like, and I, I really just um, kept on drinking it all night. That became I'm, like, I'm drinking this all night. Yeah, it's I just can really that. well made, enough character to be interesting, but enough larginess to just be a, a great. Lager. Perfect. Good one. Yeah, non beer. Excuse me. Um, no beer. Netflix comedy special. Bill Burr's Walk Your Way Out. Oh, I've I think I watched it. that. I've it's watched good. it twice now. It's hilarious. It's such a strong special. He's pretty much spitting fire consistently the whole show. What did you think of it? I don't think I finished it, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed what I saw. He did some material that we saw live. Yes. Uh, he's been working through that material. He. Well, we saw him just after his previous special. Yeah, so we saw yep. a pretty... Uh, bare bones, working some shit out, sort of uh, performance. Yeah, he's a fascinating comedian. Uh, he really goes in on some issues and gets you around. He makes you uncomfortable and then gets you back with just. In particular, yeah. in yeah, in the special, he does it a couple of times. Yeah, very, yeah. it's very funny. Some yeah. of the specials, I think, he starts with an issue and goes Maybe. works through the whole thing. The Kanye West yeah. stuff was. Hilarious. I don't know if I got to that. You didn't? Oh, uh, maybe I need to rewatch it. It was very good. Uh, and it's just as good the second time. I, I think he, with some of those specials, you sort of 
if you're laughing or not paying attention, you miss a lot of it. So it's yeah. good to give it a second watch. But um, I I was still I was ironing my shirts, laughing out loud in my living room through the second watch. So Some ironing uh, and lols. Yeah, exactly. So uh, big recommendation. It was a good one. Awesome. Uh, mine is actually almost your family. What is your family? Oh Dad, yeah. Dad and Mog's Dad and Mog's gonna get a wreck. Yeah, yeah. Right. I um I haven't listened to I've only listened to a couple. Yeah. And I'm probably not going to make it a regular listen because I'm not a huge footy fan. Sure. I enjoy footy, but probably perfect footy pod to listen to. Then, yeah, yeah, know. it's um, so it's a football podcast. They used our, our gear recently. That's yep. how I sort of that's how I learned about them. I think you told me about them in the past, but so it's your brother-in-law and their daughter. Yep, uh, and they're recording a, a football podcast, and he's a, a big football fan. He's a f- footy tragic. Yeah, yeah, and she's loving football. Ten-year-old kid loves yep. footy. Yep. And it's it's the kind of podcast if you've got a family, you know, you want to listen to something in the car. Yep. It's it's family friendly. It's really nice to listen to. It's good hearing a, a father and daughter bonding over over something like football. Absolutely, it's also like a welcome um, a welcome escape from stat analysis. Yeah, yeah. Super coach drill downs, all that sort of stuff that inevitably happens when you get into serious footy talk. Yeah, yeah. Um, it sort of just brings back the fun. Yeah, it's just a bit, fun, yeah. fun chat about footy, and it's not two or three white dudes talking about footy stuff. It's a it's really one nice white thing. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> one white dude. Um, no, I really enjoy it. So yeah, Dad and Mog's Footy Pod. Yep. If you if you want some good footy content, but you don't want too serious, check it out. Good wreck. They'll be happy with that. Where can we find? You on the internet. Dave. If you find me on the internet um, at Melb Dave on Twitter and Instagram, you can hit me up with an email if you need, if so, I need to know something. You've got to get it to me straight away. Send me an email at Dave at AleOverTime.com. How about yourself? Um, at AleOverTime everywhere. Luke at AleOverTime.com. Give us a rating on iTunes. Oh, and check out my new podcast as I mentioned earlier. Uh, hypothetical Hypothetical Institute. Very good. Yeah. All right. I'm Cheers, going to Bright next week. You're going to what? Going to Bright. Oh yeah. Enjoy uh enjoy Bright. Drink some beers and we'll report do. back. All right. See, See you guys. Up.